0: Everybody to the prepared mindset podcast. I'm your host Austin, and this week got a lot to talk about. Um, certainly, got a lot of thoughts, uh, feelings about the tragedy in Nashville. This, uh, yet another school shooting. Uh, yet another opportunity we see for uh, our leadership, lawmakers to try and force through gun control. Uh, certainly, another blow to the, the communities of America. Uh, and it seems that maybe at, at maybe a juncture where we finally see a rallying point, um, within the two a community, uh, to kind of, unfortunately take something this awful, but, but pushing back, sharing the the body cam, uh, video of, uh, those brave individuals, uh, and, and acknowledging that there are more problems I think here than we want to, uh, don't want to admit, but, um, there's a lot to get into this episode. Um, certainly want to make sure that I leave time for all of that. So uh, this is, first and foremost, the Prepared Mindset. We are a sponsored podcast. So before I get into everything I got planned for today, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say thank you to our partners and sponsors here. Uh, first, I need to say thank you to the team over at Midwest Gunworks. Guys, go ahead and check out MidwestGunworks.com. They set you up with discount code PREPAREDMINDSET for 5% off. If you're looking for parts to finish a build, you want to buy something off the shelf, maybe you don't have the tools to build uh, an AR or a rifle, they've got both. Great selection, and they let you know what's in stock. If you already have the firearm, maybe you need to pick up some magazines, lights, optics. They have everything that you need to get yourself squared away. They even carry Edgar Sherman-designed slings now. Again, MidwestGunWorks.com. Our discount code, Prepared Mindset, is going to save you five percent off of your order. Head on over, check these guys out. They've been in business since 1997. Great family-oriented business. They're going to get you guys all taken care of. Also, have to say thank you to 100 Concepts. Thank you sincerely to Jonah, Garrett, and Pierce over at 100 Concepts. They're doing some really awesome stuff. Been in contact with Jonah this week, actually. Really, really excited to see what they have coming out uh, with some new projects, some enhancements to some uh, existing products out there that you guys know and love, like their light caps, like their scope caps, um, and some departures from those concepts that are going to fit into, how can I put this, other avenues of your preparedness that are going to make you even more effective. If you guys haven't, head on over to 100concepts.com, check out everything they have going on with their scope caps, the light caps, the pack and helmet scrim uh, the chem light kit and the chem light refills they have available now as well. The team there is working on awesome solutions to make you all more effective when you're out there carrying out your mission, their motto, do good, be dangerous and live free. Something we can all certainly get behind 100 concepts.com. Thank you as well to John and LARP labs guys, head on over to LARPLabs.com pick up one of their computer cut three M vinyls. You're painting your rifle. You want to paint your rifle it's pretty straightforward right but you're concerned about your optic you're concerned about your flashlight your laser they're expensive and the warranties are somewhat questionable sometimes check out the larp labs laser cut vinyls you can even use prepared mindset as the discount code to save you 10 percent off these are used or i'm sorry this <laughs> this is actually the vinyl that comes on competitive rock crawlers it's amazing stuff i've got it on a bunch of my lights a bunch of my optics no sticky residue, it's not going to peel, it's not going to fall off. It's rated for 3 years outdoors, guys. Super super long-term stuff here. Again, they got patterns, colors to cover lights, handhelds, uh optics, lasers, your PVS14 even. Head on over to larplabs.com. Again, prepared mindset is your discount code so to discount code uh, to save 10% off your order. And last, certainly not least, it's always important to talk about medical head On over to activecarrytech.com. That's tech T E C. Active Carry is an awesome company doing their part to help supply you guys with the pieces, the parts, and the components of your medical kit to make sure you're well prepared for what you come across out in the world. They set up discount code PMP10 for 10% off of your order, whether you're picking up one of their Blazer IFAC kits, one of their Gamma kits. A breacher dangler kit. If you need something for a plate carrier, maybe you work in law enforcement or security, or I mean, national guard, I don't know. And you need something that's going to attach to your plate carrier and still give you access to quality uh, first aid components. Their breacher kit's an awesome option. They also have their guardian ankle kit or a custom kit builder. If you can't find what you need, you can build what you need. They just a couple weeks ago announced that they're moving towards as many American made products and solutions as possible out there doing the right stuff to make sure you guys are all positioned well for success whenever life throws a curve at you. Again, activecarrytech.com. Okay, so a lot to get into this week, and joined uh, actually for this episode by uh, Josh. What's up, man?
1: Doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, uh, Super honored. You've had a lot of uh, really great dudes on here, so I appreciate you reaching out and uh, inviting me on.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, I'm happy you're going to be involved on a semi regular basis going forward. Um, that's a groundbreaking announcement for everyone. If probably not, (laughs) probably not actually. (laughs) Um, but, uh, Josh is going to be around, um, you know, as we're making steps, uh, making changes here a prepared mindset to position ourselves for growth and to bring more information to you guys, like teams got to grow too. So that's step one in my, uh, totally planned out 2023 uh that uh, i definitely meant for this all you know all to happen but um so we're gonna talk about a couple different things this episode and let's just start there with josh like who are you man and and what have you done to get you to here
1: yeah um i'm josh i'm a born and raised michigander um grew up in saint Clair county uh my whole life uh Fort, Fort Gratiot, um, moved to Port Huron in 2017 with my family, um, went to St. Clair County community college for a couple years before realizing, uh, college was not for me. Um, a C4 represent. Yeah. What is it? Is it skippers? I have no idea what yeah. they no <laughs> was idea. not. I was not a great student. <laughs> um, there's a reason I joined the army and the infantry. So, uh, in 2018, uh, joined the army, uh, did four years at Fort Lewis, um, striker, striker, uh, infantry battalion. Uh, that's where I met my wife and, uh, had, uh, my wife and I had our baby last summer. It was time to come home. It kind of cut the, the military, uh, short a little bit, but it was for, it was good. It was, uh, it was time to come home. Yeah. Um, which we can get into as we go on. But, um, yeah, I'm here, uh, currently sort of in the national guard. Um, yeah, I'm- it's a government run agency. So of course it just is flawless and perfect. They, uh, no still don't have my yeah. name in their files, my, my unit actually uh, came out and said today that I'm not going to come to any drills until I pop up in their system. <laughs> I went to my first drill last month, so I'm I'm in she the National Guard. Guard. I still haven't been paid for the two drills that I attended.
0: Um, I mean, are you going to get that squared away? Like, I don't, does that work? It's,
1: it's, yeah. I mean, the unit is doing their best to try to get me paid and get me figured out. I got my new ID, too. Super, super dope. Uh, I, they put me down as a specialist instead of a sergeant, so... Uh, And my ETS date was wrong.
0: Is that important if you're a specialist? So if I was
1: super hothead sergeant full of myself, I would have thrown a fit at everybody in there. Um, It still gets me on base, so that's cool. Yeah, that's Um, really what matters, I think, right?
0: It's not going (laughs) to keep you out of anywhere you need to be in right now. Right. Yeah. Um,
1: Which doesn't matter because I'm not going to be reporting uh, for a while. Until they can figure out why you're not showing up. Until they know uh, that I exist.
0: So we actually, uh, Josh and I actually, we connected over other Josh. Well, actually, you might be other Josh because Josh Lowry the was on. He's Josh. Yeah, he was on <laughs> this podcast first, but um, a lot of you guys listening know uh, Josh Lowry, formerly of T-Rex Arms, now of... Uh, it's, just, it's just Dirty Civilian. Yep. Um, him and Drew Hopkins and their uh, project and effort to kind of branch out and do their thing. Um, but um, a lot of you guys listening to this have seen those posts. Josh has done two or three now where he uh, implores the community to um, kind of post up your, your geographical location, uh, roughly. Right. And, uh, <clears throat> through that effort, I was able to connect with a handful of guys, which I've talked about both on our, our Patreon, uh, as well as, um, you know, on the podcast here. And Josh is one of those guys locally that I connected with, uh, we've gotten together and trained and, and, uh, you know, so now kind of leveraging that, that, that friendship and and moving forward. And, talking about all this good stuff that we're, you know, both passionate about and, uh, supremely interested in, um, how did you get pulled into all this?
1: Like before like, how did I get to that point where I was taking myself in a Josh Lowry post or yeah, like,
0: I mean, well, yeah, I mean, sure.
1: Um,
0: like, when did you, I mean, did you grow up with guns?
1: Like, cause I didn't. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I was, my upbringing was fairly like pretty, um, it was very conservative especially okay. by today's standards. I mean, very, um, I was raised in a Christian home. I'm one of five kids. Um, I'm the middle child, as much as my younger sibling will uh, argue. I am I was the firstborn boy, so it gave me some of that, you know, firstborn <laughs> privilege, if you will. But I have uh, two older sisters and then uh, two younger siblings. So I'm in the middle, but <laughs> you can tell there's still a little bit of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I was homeschooled um, up until I w- went to community college mm-hmm. in my sophomore year of high school, I started doing part-time college. Um, so um, I've seen the stereotypical anti-social homeschoolers, you know, um, but yeah. there's a lot, there's even more now the resources for homeschoolers um, that get together and do local co-ops and the YMCA does classes that I was part of Really, growing up. Yeah. It was, Dude, I don't think do that maybe
0: that the YMCA classes are why you were a bad student
1: maybe I mean it was only once a week so it was oh, a, it was a okay. homeschool gym and swim so it was a way for a gym and swim yeah dude it's where I had I met my first like big big crush pathetic ah uh, yeah that's adorable so you do like yeah anyways yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so it was the my dad always had an 870 in his in our coat closet which mm-hmm. I recently learned was always loaded um oh, I, really yeah so it was up high on top of the coat racks. Like, I could never reach for it unless I tried to, like, climb up there and were, get it. You were,
0: like, purposely trying to, like, climb up there to get that.
1: Unless. Yeah. yeah. I never did, actually. You know, um, you hear tons of stories where kids will go around and do that. Yeah. But I well, don't think any of us did. To my knowledge, I didn't. I don't know. Maybe my younger siblings were more crazy than I was. Well,
0: there. and that's, you know, uh, why we deal now with, like, these proposed uh, gun control laws around, like... Yeah, safe storage. Safe storage and... uh. I mean, and so, I mean, obviously there's, uh, evidence, right. That either way can be a, an issue, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's homes where certainly they, uh, don't teach kids about this and res- and to respect firearms and like yeah. then something horrific happens or, you know, I mean, it, it, it really does. It comes down to not, you know, I don't even know if it's like training or teaching rather than the kids, not dogs. So mm-hmm. teaching, um, <laughs> teaching your kids like a healthy amount of respect for a firearm yeah. and raising them to be like just decent humans and yeah. it's not an issue yep. like it, it wasn't an issue you know like uh from i mean i don't know fuck the the 1900s the ninth literally the year 1900 yeah. on until i mean truthfully probably close to the 70s like we we didn't really have that issue it was yeah.
1: um I mean, depending on the town, too. You'd hear kids in the 80s, like, having their guns in their trucks and then go hunting right after school. It was that. I'm
0: pretty sure into the 90s that yeah. in some towns that was still... You hear about these schools in the south. They have oh, yeah. shooting lanes in the, the school basement. <laughs> so awesome. And it's... Yeah. I mean, I think there's there might be a couple schools here in Detroit that still have... Oh, man. That still have that. Um, which, obviously, Detroit and firearms. <laughs> yeah, I was about a, to make a terrible joke. I'm not yeah, going to do it. <laughs> like a long and storied history with, like, the riots and... Yeah. Um, now, I think... What what years were you uh, in the service?
1: 2018 to last year, 22. Okay,
0: so you weren't you weren't here in 2020. For no summer of love and like yeah, I'd,
1: dude, I was in. I mean, Chaz was 45 minutes away from my base. Really? Yeah, that was Seattle. Tacoma didn't really get too spicy. Okay, um, but I mean, we were. I was in Smackdab in the middle of Seattle, and Portland was. See, a couple and I of,
0: I thought we had it. I mean, I know Chaz was pretty much like the the test case for everything that mm-hmm. a lot of the liberals thought would be like a. Um, Changing I should maybe I don't even know if I should say liberals, the extreme liberals, I don't know. Um uh but like I remember here in Detroit we had a daytime protest mm-hmm. and it was cool. Like everything was. I remember cool.
1: seeing, I would watch the news and like see yeah, but Detro- how after was
0: doing. after the lights went out, after like eight o'clock, yeah. the protesting was done. So if you were still out at dark, you were looking for problems. I remember watching on somebody's Facebook feed. Like I seriously I watched for had it been at least three and a half hours, um, cops with riot shields. Somebody shot someone, they were throwing bottles and bricks at the police, uh, doing burnouts in front of the cops, like just, <laughs> just total like ass hattery and yeah. stuff. And like, you know, and maybe that was, maybe that was a turning point for some people, right? Like in all of this, I know we're kind of jumping around, but like, yeah. how can you not talk about it? It was such like a pivotal moment for, yeah. you know, so many of us, uh, Seeing that shit on TV, because I mean, I don't know about you, but like, I grew up and I heard, I didn't, like hear stories, but I heard mention my dad, his uncle, so I guess technically my great uncle was one was a Detroit cop during mm-hmm. the riots. Yeah. Um, you know, so like, if you watch the movie Detroit, mm-hmm. uh, that's the kind of shit we're talking about. So, um, and and you hear about the riots and you think, well, that that'll never happen. Like, we just we've we've moved past that point and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then people see it. And realizing like where I'm at, uh, we're like 20, 25 minutes drive from mm-hmm. Detroit. Yeah. Um, albeit neighborhoods that are considered part of Detroit are drastically less than that. Like yeah. you're about a five minute drive before you hit what most people would consider to be the bad parts, you know, mm-hmm. like eight mile, not, not that far from me. Mm-hmm. Um, so people start like having, right. These, these, what, well, what if thoughts, uh, how am I going to handle this? What's going to, we had people, uh, I wasn't, we weren't home for it. We had people, they had a, they had a march and a protest down one of the streets, uh, here, uh, like 200 yards from my house. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's like, all right, well, I wasn't home for it. Yeah. I don't think anything happened, but, um, you start I'd to definitely wonder be on edge. And it's, yeah, it's, uh, something that kind of shaped a lot. So, I mean, um, obviously getting in the military <laughs> then probably changed your perspective on a lot of stuff, but, yeah, When did you decide to start, like, let's say training, like, beyond just what the military required of you?
1: Yeah, I mean, are you talking recently? I mean, my brain right now is in upbringing still.
0: Um, Well, I mean, did you, I mean, but did you start training to standards and stuff when you were a kid?
1: So, I got my first AR, I think it was 2016. Oh, wow. I was 18. Um (laughs) We were just talking about it off, off the, off air, if you will. Um, I, one of my first, uh, inspirations to do more than just stand still and shoot fruit was nothing fancy. Oh yeah. Um, back, back in, you know, 2016, like there was not the, the YouTube gun tubers that we have now, especially the the diversity of YouTube gun tubing that we have now.
0: Well, and that's why it's cool. You can, like, so then you've, you've seen just the same way that kind of I have, like, the last seven years or so here, the growth, like the explosive yeah. growth. And, um, it's funny. Cause like some of the people that I've brought on this pod, like, like Drew Hopkins mm-hmm. were guys who were like legitimately part of what spurred that. Gr- and so, and that's what, cause like, I had guys like message me, um, one of our mutual friends, like asked me why I would bring drew on because yeah. he didn't serve in the military. Like, well, this isn't a no, moment. he didn't, yeah. but he, he did more. I would argue a hundred percent. He did more for the community by helping spread information and, um, being, these are my words, right? Like a transformative influence around how we see the media and content that we have on places like YouTube and yeah. Facebook and now Instagram and yeah. whatever the next iteration is, because it, instagram's cracking down and, you yeah. know, trying to push people out.
1: Nothing fancy to what, 2009, 2010, like to 2012, I think, was when that that channel was really big, and I wasn't really on YouTube a lot then. But, like, yeah. think about it, He was one of the first dudes then that was wearing LBE, like, load-bearing, like, plate carriers mm-hmm. and chest rigs. Like, I think, I mean, Lucas got started around with T-Rex Arms 2016, 2017-ish. Something around there, yeah. And, uh, I mean, he got made fun of. Like, he got put on a,
0: oh, the comments like on a cross were like, when yeah. they
1: saw him in a plate carrier for the first time. But, um Something just really appealed to me seeing uh, they would not fancy would do the run and gun shoots where they'd have guys like, hey, bring with bring what you have, like bring your gear and we'll we'll see how heavy you really want that rifle to be with your at that time. You know, you had the big hunting scopes this was before LPVOS and dudes wearing uh, huge plate carriers and they had a bipod, a grip, a flashlight and a laser and like, yeah, usually all crappy lasers, you know, yeah, like it was just well, yeah, all, I mean, everything you could put on your gun because Modern yeah. Warfare 2 and everything was like the shit at the time all the attachments so you wanted the biggest looking ar that you could possibly get you know which Uh, now
0: we realize is the dumbest shit you could fucking do i think we've
1: we've gone full circle because it was all like super like lighten it lighten it lighten it when it got to like whoa if i like sit on this thing it's gonna bend in half so now we're back around like what makes sense and what what support equipment actually you hit
0: like that sweet spot of like functionality versus weight yeah um and even back then too like i mean what you didn't i don't know if the d-ball was even out yet um, the mall certainly yeah. wasn't out yet. Nope. Uh, hollow sun lasers weren't like, you were really very limited. You were really Gucci. If you could run a peck, uh, or an app pile, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, any, any kind of night vision, yeah. like you were, you, <laughs> you, were really, yeah. uh, somebody to be beholden to. Um, so yeah, I mean, so then you had your first AR.
1: Yeah. At the time, then, like that was the, that was the, do you still have
0: it? No. Oh, I actually
1: just so it was an it was a Sport 2, M&P Sport 2, just oh, yeah. like, you know, everybody else. That was my yeah, my yeah. first day. Yeah. Great, fantastic. If you only have I got it for $400. That's
0: so I I got mine for like 4 or 450 right yeah. after the Orlando Nightclub shooting. Yeah.
1: yeah. I got it for on Gunbroker for 400 and then or maybe 450 and then once it got to my FFL transfer fee tax, like it was about 500 all in with a couple mags. Which isn't terrible. No. Um, especially cuz in 2020 we saw those things going for double like a grand. Like yeah. it was crazy. But um just the fact that I purchased that was a big deal in my circle. I actually had a really close uh, – one of the, my homeschool friends ha- got a Ruger 5.56. It was the same, like, the competitor to the Smith & Wesson. Same yeah. front sight post I heard 16 that one inch. had issues with was, some – It's not the best.
0: Yeah, like, some uh, some parts and compatibility things, like, with the D-ring and, and – Yeah, they did
1: a, their their barrel nut D-ring dealio instead of the mil-spec, like, you know – the D-ring. With like it, the, like, screwed off. Like, it, yeah. threaded, it was threaded, which was kind of strange. That um,
0: somebody, I can't remember who someone, I think it was just somebody online, Impact because that's when I went to go buy mine, I wanted the Ruger, because it yeah. was on sale. And I was like, I'll get it. And I remember watching reading a review online, and somebody was like, yeah, don't do it, because it doesn't, you know, there's, like, not compatibility with this. And when I got to the store, they were sold out. Mm-hmm. But because they sold out so quickly, the store manager was like, all right, well, we'll just put the M&P Sport 2s, which is... They yep. were very comparable at the time. Yep. They were seen as almost identical offerings in the market for right. what they were. They're like, yeah, we're just gonna throw these in the same sale price. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, absolutely. I, remember, I I'll I'll never forget this. I saw a guy at the counter there. It was at the uh, it was a Field and Stream at the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's now a Sportsman's Warehouse, thank God. Um, he literally had his like I don't know three year old in the cart along, and he had like <laughs> five ARs that yeah. he bought all at once because yep. he thought they were gonna ban him and. I was like, man, if I had the money for that, I probably, probably made that out guy. really
1: good in 2020 if he sold like four of them. Yeah. But.
0: It's yeah. Um, and, you know, I wonder, I wonder if we'll, I hope we don't, you know, Michigan right now facing yeah. some pretty stupid legislation and gun control and everything. I hope it's not something that we realistically have to.
1: Yeah. I watched that sort of, it was in Washington state where I was stationed. I kind of watched that unfold before my eyes just in four years of being there. Mm-hmm. Cause I got there, they already had like the. The restrictions on semi-auto rifles. You had to do the waiting time, assault weapon wait time for a fully built AR-15. You had to wait. You had to do a class and online certification, and then do the wait after you bought it. um, Which ironically actually made the building market, like the parts market, explode in Washington. Some of the best rifle shops, I think you'll find in America, are in Washington State. Really? Because you can buy a stripped lower and walk out the door with it the same day. Oh, fully built out the shop. Literally told one of my friends, because he was looking at buying a complete arrow lower, you know, Mm -hmm. buffer tube, everything's all assembled. He's like, okay, you're going to have to wait 10 days for this. He's like, or you could buy this stripped lower, and then you can buy this parts kit and this grip and this buffer, and I'll put it together for you, and you can walk out the door right now. And I'll show you how to do it.
0: See, and that that, there's value that, (laughs) I mean, obviously, because you don't have to wait, but you also get to learn. Well, it's just super based. Yeah, it's, well, and that
1: was... You already had an upper, but you could have bought an upper too, like a complete yeah. upper, and then walked out the door and had a complete rifle, like boom.
0: Well, the upper actually doesn't... Uh, I mean, I i figured it out, so it can't be that difficult, but if you know what you're doing, like you can get uh, you can get an upper done in, I don't know, like an hour or two. Like, yeah, depending on how you, hard it is to put your yeah. barrel in your upper. Oh, well, yeah, receiver. you were saying you had some issues with the BCM, <laughs> just because of how tight the tolerances are, but I, yeah. yeah. I mean my wife built hers mostly uh is, you know mostly Spike's tactical mm-hmm. uh, parts and everything um at the local shop we had here where they did there's no waiting period here but like they did the same thing I'll either build it for you or show you how to build yep. it and she got all the parts together and everything and she built it all in one go mm-hmm. um well two separate goes uh the upper I think they built for her and then the lower she assembled herself
1: mm-hmm.
0: I could be wrong yeah. I, I could have swore though, I thought that it was uh two separate appointments or whatever. But uh I think more gun shops should do that. I think you win yeah. people over when they understand what they're doing and they have a finer appreciation for the for the rifle.
1: And if you have guys like us going in that know what we want, you can hand pick your parts, which is a big deal, because most pre built especially in my my area, all the shops have bottom barrel pre built ARs. Like it's the Smith and Wesson is the nicer one you'll see, and then there's Diamond really? Diamondback and
0: I don't, I've never, DPMS. I don't know how I feel about Diamondback, honestly.
1: It's okay. Yeah. It's not necessarily mil, mil-spec. It comes with a fr- free-float rail, which is cool, but it's not necessarily the sturdiest rail. It probably would rotate on you if those screws loosened just a tiny bit. Yeah. Um, my brother got one, and, uh, I mean, I took it out when he bought it, and the, the bolt was staked nicely, like the gas key was staked. Yeah. And,
0: um had it where it mattered but the rest yeah. of it
1: i would i would probably i would keep the eventually if i was him i'd keep the lower and to probably change up the upper put a bcm upper on it or something
0: yeah, yeah. i feel this, like that's something people don't
1: the pumpkin spice latte of uh, the yeah. gun world is just put a bcm upper on it and call it a yeah. day. maybe play with the buffer spring combo well I, so, I don't think
0: stuff. people appreciate that option enough where you can like hey if you're not happy with this gun you bought like a lower is a lower yeah. for the most part that's the gun Like that's the serialized yeah um and if you don't like the performance or if you want like it's actually pretty easy to get an upper like unless you're buying like a i don't know like a clone correct like colt you know whatever uh then okay yeah then you're gonna have some yeah you have some issues and stuff but uh it's an avenue people can certainly you know pursue and um and utilize but um but yeah so you you got your rifle um was that was what two years before you got in the service or
1: just about yeah and it wasn't even really about training at that point that was already a big culture moment in my circle my little bubble of really everybody i was around because my one friend had an ar and came shot it at my house i was like this is awesome i it was so growing up i mean the GWAT was going on right we knew we had dudes in iraq and afghanistan all over the world like you see m4s everywhere in the media from service members right um but I was growing up. Oh, sorry, I just hit the microphone. Growing up, I was really hooked on World War II history. Every World War II video game on the PlayStation Two, I had it and I loved it. I really? It. Yeah. Um, so just that era.
0: Why? Why World War II?
1: Um, I mean, at the youngest age. So I mean, I grew up with my dad telling me stories of his grandparents. My great grandfather served in Normandy. Yeah. On d Oh, okay. Like he went to Utah Beach. Um, he just, sh- he sent us a letter that he sent to his, my great grandmother, his wife. And it, in the letter, he says like, I'm, I'm doing okay. He was missing in action. She got a telegram saying that he was missing. Oh, and that was no. it. Didn't hear anything. Eventually sent her a letter. Um, and he said that he got something in his eye and my dad like circled it on his iPhone, like right in the picture. Got a little something in my eye, um, but I'm, but I'm, well, I'm doing okay. My man's got blown up with a potato masher. And oh. had shrapnel go in through his eye, like, in the corner of his eye and his nose, yeah. and get lodged in his brain. And he lived with it f- till he was in his 90s. I think he died in 1996, so I never got to meet him, unfortunately. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> that's Damn, that dude. generation for dude, you, dude. Dude, that's just...
0: Yeah. Uh, and I... So maybe... Yeah. I mean, we could probably go on about that for, like, ever. Just, yeah. like, the... People were just built different than, yeah. and not like, not like physically. Not but like physically. I just, would
1: say even less physically. You look at pictures; everybody's yeah. like five, but not, like nobody's mentally, six foot.
0: Mentally, the things that people endure, Insane. like the, the I'd say the quality of person, mm-hmm. you know, it's just not there. I mean, it, there are people certainly today that I think could, can, and and do stack up to that yeah. metric, but so, um,
1: but yeah, growing up, like that, that was the story I heard growing up, and it was a huge. Huge inspiration. I basically idolized um, that man specifically. My other great-grandfather was in the Pacific Theater. Um, For some reason, I was just really drawn to the European theater, Um, Banner Brothers, you know, France, Normandy. It's really our climate here. So I grew up playing in the woods, and my woods looked like what I would see in history books, you know, Mm -hmm. the hedgerows, the battles going on between field, trees, field, you know. Um, And I think that war specifically... It's just, it was a simple good guys, bad guys type war Yeah. in the grand, in a, you know, obviously people like to get into the politics of it. Like there's definitely stuff to speak about, but generally, um, really bad people, people doing terrible things, you know? Um, and that's just, that's the masculine soul to a young boy, I think is just being that hero. And, uh, like my, my little brother and I used to just run around for hours. We, we lived on two acres and half of it was wooded. Um, and my neighbor had, I think about 10 acres of woods that were a, t- a part oh, wow. of our woods. So he, he was awesome. Our neighbor. So he'd let us just, boys just run back there unless there was hunting going on. Like you knew, you know? Yeah. Um, then you just stayed the fuck out. For, yeah. Yeah. Or you were out there hunting with your neighbor and your dad, you know? Oh, that too. Yeah. So. Um, anyways, that whole tangent, like that was my whole thing. I loved world war two. I my first rifle. I wanted so bad was an M one grand. Like it, I Gross. shot it once my, my father-in-law got one, uh, in 2020 and I have a video of it. The first time shooting it, it was just that moment, like the smile on my face that I couldn't t- be lost. Eventually I'll have one, but I got, got other things I got to spend my money on right now. Yeah. Preparedness wise, but, um, not to mention family wise, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but the AR was just a big culture thing. Um my 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 dad was actually kinda mad at me when I when I bought it. Mainly because really? they were really big on um just how we how you work with your money. It was my first job. I was a janitor. Like I, I basically spent four hundred dollars a lot to like, you know, oh yeah little country kid, six, Yeah, seven, uh, eighteen. Um and I got it in a gun broker uh, auction or whatever. So it was one of those spur of the moment things where I just sent it. Yeah um but, yeah, no, just the culture of owning an AR was a big deal. Even even now, none of my friends really out here, the, all the all the country kids in, in my side, like, are just now getting into ARs. And even then, I'm, like, trying to explain that. I'm, like, you're going to want maybe more than one magazine. Yeah, and you like, don't. They're, like, why? I already have one magazine. Like, why do I? Why do I need more than one? Yeah. So I'm, like, just kind of planting seeds and just kind of being around and then them seeing my chest rig and I'm going coyote hunting, but I have a chest rig on like, they're like, you so you guys still. go coyote hunting uh, every now and then we did last fall. Um, but just like I'm out there in multicam instead of real tree instead of or oh, Carhartt, okay. you know, it's yeah. just little stuff. And also it's just, I like that stuff. I mean, I was, I grew up with army surplus stuff, so I pretty much just came home with all my army gear and <laughs> yeah, you know, um, the training really ramped up once I was in the army, I thought I was hot shit in basic training because I had an AR. It was coming from my small town, like none of my friends had AR, so I was like, I, "I already know how to take this thing apart. I'm fucking badass." Yeah, did not shoot expert at all throughout basic training. I got thir- it's a 37 to shoot expert. 37 yeah. out of 40 hits. I can- I think it was God just looking down on me, like trying to kill my ego, because k- three or four times in a row, every qual was a 36, 36, 36, 36. At my last final qual, I remember sitting at 36 and we got to the kneeling portion and i was so confident because i had not missed a single kneeling target those yeah. last 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 10 hits are supposed to be at the kneeling and i did not miss a single kneeling target in all the basic training and i was like i'm gonna get expert it's gonna happen kneel down first shot i take i flinched it's only a 50 It's like a 50 yard shot really not bad yeah but I, I flinched pulled it. i pulled it like <laughs> my drill sergeant was standing right behind me and he was counting like where this is the qual where you get your your marksmanship badge he's yeah like, this kid's gonna do it and he's i was kind of just that middle of the road blending in kid you know i was never the stud and i was never the worst so he's just kind of probably like let's see what this kid can do and i'm getting there and then he knew i was like if i miss one more target i'm done you yep. <laughs> i could just feel his eyes so missing that target i just like just drop my head because there's like you know, there's a few seconds between targets popping up so i just that shame. then I got up and I hit every other target after that. So
0: then, what do you? What is that? What did you qualify as if not expert? Just I like- think
1: it's sharpshooter. It doesn't matter. They only care about expert, you know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, there's like three levels. Yeah. You're passing, sharpshooters in the middle. It's like thirty to thirty-five, and then thirty-six to forty is your expert. I'm the surprised qual- they.
0: I'm surprised they call it sharpshooter. <laughs>
1: it's kind of cringe, right?
0: Yeah, it's really cringey, yeah. actually. But uh, that
1: actually, you'd think sharpshooter would be better than yeah, I don't know.
0: You you would think the but- badge is considerably <laughs> different.
1: The expert has like cool like leaves that go around it, you know, and yeah. they would pin it on you after you got your score right there, like the battalion commander was there pinning people's expert badges on. And, uh, and you didn't get one. So yeah, he came up to me cause he was the one giving the scores out. <laughs> His name was, uh, drill Sergeant Allen. Just like, he's just jacked this jacked black dude, like yeah. six foot, just a stud weirdest voice ever though. You'd think like he had this, you know, terrifying voice. He comes up to me he's like, you know what you shot? Like 35 drill sergeant. He's like, Damn! <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> damn! Yep. Wow. He's like, just let that sink in. He just walked away, gave the other dude his expert badge right next to me. Is <laughs> total ego kill. Um. But anyways, like that. That sort of uh, being around people, especially when I got to my unit that were way more knowledgeable. Yeah. And mature than I was. Um. But then also learning that the army, even infantry, unless you're in a high level unit, like mm-hmm. conventional infantry, still pretty much does bare minimum training to get everybody qualified make sure you can shoot enough to pass right and then qualify your units and small unit tactics and live live fires and all that like it's not you're not shooting live fire once a week you know oh really yeah no i mean the most trigger time i have from four years of active duty was with blanks Mm -hmm. probably more than that was yelling bang bang wait sir they 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 have you yell bang bang as part of your training oh i can't wait to take you in the woods. To when we start doing small unit tactics, because that was the normal thing. Like to me, it's like normal to yell "bang bang," but I was recently thinking of like, man, if I do this class with them and start teaching them,
0: no, dude, <laughs> buddy, team live fire, I, and we start
1: yelling "bang bang," Austin, <laughs> I know Austin specifically is just not going to be having it.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to not know what to do with myself, especially
1: because we have such cooler kit and rifle setups than the, the army does. So. Well, I
0: mean, like I, I have bang, bang. like a blackbeard mantis. Like yeah. I have their other, you know. uh Mediums by which to perform yeah. said uh, dry practice and stuff.
1: It's just baby steps, especially in a, in a short career that I had in active duty. Like you're getting these guys in straight from basic. Majority of them have never held a rifle before basic training. Yeah, and it's it's a lot of just you're doing dry well, because, walkthroughs. Yeah, and
0: because because basic, you go through with guys that are going to be doing all kinds of different
1: shit. Yeah. Like you could be the going guys through...
0: that shot expert next to
1: me. Yeah, that I had my ego up saying, "Oh, I'm going to smoke these dudes." I don't. Almost all of them had never shot before basic that's that goes to show how good of teachers and how professional drills the drill sergeant role is because mm-hmm. they're just they actually prefer to teach i know i've heard a lot of instructors say this they prefer to teach people that are new to it yeah cause because there's, you have less a clean slate Yeah, you have less bad habits yeah. that you have to break before you get to that like like you said clean slate
0: point yeah. where like it's almost like you got to tear down and then build up mm-hmm. instead of just building up yep um t- um do you, did you find that what they were teaching you there, though, like, did you find that, that it was – was it valuable? I mean, because there's a lot marksmanship Marchmanship-wise? Well, yeah, I mean, because there's a lot of stuff that you hear that comes out of, like, military and law enforcement. It hasn't where, changed
1: in a lot – like, a lot of
0: it Yeah, has not know.
1: changed. Um, nose to the charging handle was a big one. Put your nose to the charging handle, even oh, with a red dot. Yeah, Even ex- with a red dot, like, put your nose to the charging handle, because when you zero it, it needs to be exactly the same side picture, which technically isn't wrong. Um, but – it's just you. Look- well, I
0: remember when we were hitting the range. You were like uh, running my my suppressed uh, gun, yeah. and you were like, "Wow, you I'm, you do use a gas or charging handle because like, I'm getting a bunch of shit in my face." I'm like, <laughs> it's not actually. I don't. I don't actually have that issue. And, I think it's like, a
1: you problem, turtleneck. <laughs> yeah,
0: because it's, <laughs> it's you're you're like all up on it, like loving it strong, yeah. getting your nose up in there.
1: That that has stuck. I don't do. I don't actually put my nose to the charging handle anymore. I used to, but also you weren't allowed to adjust your butt stock in basic training. It had to be fully extended. It was.
0: Is that so that you can run the what the M sixteen A two or? No, I the, have no idea why.
1: And also, different drill sergeants would have weird things like that. One drill sergeant told us that, and the other one would say stupid because you have so many. Yeah, that's like, the point of the M four was to adjust the buttstock to you.
0: Well, that no, it actually was for. Uh, for storage and transportation right. purposes, but now today we know so much better that like, hey, you can size this buttstock yeah. to you, and there's like because the mail spec I think is a four position,
1: right? It's not uh, six. I can never remember if it's but you four have or five a few something. clicks, right? So it's not. I mean, the old cars stocks were like all the way closed or all the way out. So I think that might have yeah. been where that guy was coming from with that. Like, it just keep it all the way out, just like everybody else, and yeah, that's but the like way you shoot it, but, but but know that what you're teaching on is not is yeah. not that. So they, like, they basically taught us to pass the the rifle qual which at the time was 25 to 300 meters and you're you're in the prone unsupported which is your well you're starting the prone supported so you're on the sandbag with your rifle on the ground yeah it's resting on the sandbag prone unsupported as you move the sandbag out of the way you can rest your magazine on the ground or you can just lift it up obviously you want more points of contact as many as you can get Um, and then the kneeling and then it's just targets popping up at different ranges. The kneeling all the targets were at 25 and 50, I think. So, it, I mean, but they I mean it was just breathing, but and like trigger not, control I, and fundamentals. I don't like talk
0: shit about anybody cuz I honestly don't know, but it almost just seems like their goal is just to get you to pass the qualification and like nothing more, nothing less. Well, like like a one size fits
1: all solution. I mean, yes, but that that's also I'm talking about basic training too. So yeah. you're you're getting guys just into the army i mean the unit will teach you what what the unit's going to teach you kind of thing yeah but so that's, gonna, isn't that
0: part of the isn't that part of the problem though with why we need so many people that come out of the service and
1: whatever branch right yeah. that, that,
0: that's not even mil. that's not even i'm sorry army specific it, i mean it could be the fucking coast guard <laughs> I, I, I don't know if they train on firearms i know some I don't of them know, do, but
1: my, my current supervisor retired from the coast guard uh do you struggle with that daily no he's a cool dude i actually prefer that he was a Marine, too, though. So. Uh, oh, well, okay. If he was some, like, different. sergeant major in the Army, I'd probably hate him. <laughs> oh, yeah. He so, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's a really it. cool dude. Yeah. But, I mean, like, and isn't left, that why we have so many back
0: problems back with people that come out of the service that are like, like, you know, fuck you. I, I know how to shoot. And it's like, well, you know what you learned in the military, which yeah. could very well be. I mean, I took the first class oh. I ever took. We had two guys that served in um, in Kosovo. Yeah. In, like, 96, 97. When I was in the fucking third grade. Yeah. And, like, they don't, they didn't know shit about shit. Yeah. And they actually didn't shoot that fucking well. Yeah. But, oh, while well, I was in the army. Like, well,
1: good for you, Skippy. Like, yeah. uh, you well, know, so,
0: have you kept up on that?
1: Yeah. I mean, my experience, too, I'm speaking from the infantry side, and it was like, you'll learn the bare minimum here, and then your unit's going to teach you the rest of the infantry shit. Uh, that's 1% of the military is infantry combat arms type stuff. So, the majority of people that served, like yeah. I'm not hating, like I think it's a, it's a really honorable thing to do is to serve. But if you're going to, any other role stays at that bare minimum and does their once a year qualification because they have to. Well, I, I had a friend you know that,
0: I mean? uh, that joined the Air Force yeah. and she wanted to be a JAG and didn't get it. Um, so she took some job, pretty sure whatever had the largest sign on bonus, mm-hmm. um, basically driving a forklift. However, she she deployed. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. To guitar so not anywhere dangerous
1: yeah my ex's brother went there
0: yeah and she the biggest bitch that she had was she had to re-weapons qualify I was like well you're going to a foreign nation I would think you would want to at least be at least know that you're semi-competent no, yeah. with the weapons that you have available like granted I know the M9's a piece of shit but like I would still want to you know what I mean I would still want mm-hmm. to make sure that I know how to use it yeah. and not, I'm not going to shoot somebody that I'm not aiming at or something ridiculous yeah.
1: Yep. we did a good stress shoot in basic that was that was fun that showed you like they they smoked the dog shit out of us and then had us run up and do a qual um
0: see okay so that's that's an interesting point too is because you see guys that try to build stress into training yeah i've seen i've had buddies send me videos of them at the police academy doing stress-based training and a lot of it is i feel like we miss the mark sometimes because just like bright flashing lights and uh stimulus like like loud noises and screaming and stuff that could yeah i get it because that can induce a different variety of emotions as well but i think it sounds like what you're talking about where you're like physically exhausted and you're there was
1: a little bit of mental like they were screaming at us you know Mm -hmm. to get it like you know whatever their commands were a little more aggressive than uh, a regular qual, I okay. guess. Um, or you're running to your next station and they're screaming at you, whatever. But, I mean, it, it just got your heart rate so high to where you're not thinking as clearly. You had, I had to hyper-focus on what I had to do, um, weapons manipulation-wise, because it wasn't all muscle memory by that time. Yeah. Um, and then you just have to learn to shoot while your heart is pounding. So basically create, I think they call it creating calm. Mm-hmm. Is a good term that I like. Well,
0: you got to like learn to regulate yourself. Yeah, and, it's like, just
1: all about breathing, and even and that stress. Even you're getting some of those. Like your hands aren't working all the way. Like sometimes you might be slapping your your well, bolt release instead of using your thumb. Which yeah, obviously, I mean,
0: it's why we talk about you know refined motor skills and why your complex motor skills under stress yeah. really. And and that's why I think some of these like these like convoluted um, like methods that people teach out there right now I think are so stupid like um you know oh when your gun goes down like okay you're gonna snap Ah, back to your compressed position you're gonna inspect (laughs) the chamber you're gonna transition then you're gonna index on your your, it's too it's too complicated
1: it's like take your pistol out
0: yeah if it's if it's not if the rifle's not running then fucking drop it and go to your secondary like whether that's another rifle you know if you're a sniper or something um Whether that's a handgun uh, or a a fucking knife, like I don't, I don't know. But whatever that is, like if one weapon system isn't working, like get yourself back in the fight, and it doesn't necessarily have to be something that you write a dissertation about. Mm -hmm. But some of these guys, they get so caught up, and it's like they, it it gets to the point. I think we start to add complication uh, just for the sake of being different yeah like your method is going to be more complicated so then therefore you have you are uh a a better teacher because Mm -hmm. you've clearly put more thought into it or something and yeah i don't really that doesn't hold true i just i don't believe that yeah i mean sometimes it might but not in every instance you know more steps does not automatically like a longer a longer book is not always better written yeah
1: you know my, my goal for the regular dude is to get to the point where you can flow into a stack or into a small unit of guys and just be able to flow with each other as if you've been training for a while. Yeah. Um, that was something that they taught us. Like You should be able to, the way you're moving with your squa- squad right now um, in these training environments, say all of your guys got killed or whatever, and you d- or you just got mixed up and you found yourself with another team or other squad, you, yeah. could, you could jump right into their stack and flow through. And you, that's the goal is that you're just so – you don't even have to think about it. Yeah, it's um, like
0: you're like – like everybody is 80% to the same page. Yeah, I where, would much prefer that than, yeah.
1: than somebody that's trying to well and that's be why better I, than everybody else. I, 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 get,
0: I get frustrated with some of the people that – you know we, we post on social media and we have these conversations. And it's great mm-hmm. because it's a huge way to, to exchange ideas and have these discussions and everything. Um, but you do get these guys that are they're so like hell-bent. And in, 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 engraved yeah. in what they know to be the best way, they know it. Yeah. Um, they're unwilling to have that conversation. They're unwilling to hear your your point of view. They're mm-hmm. unwilling to hear something that's contradictory uh, to what they believe. Um, and I think in this context, right? Like uh, Kevin Owens at Fieldcraft said mm-hmm. it, and I've said it on this podcast before, and I'll probably continue I love to that say it. Man, you can. You know, you can carry a gun or you can carry an ego. Yeah. You can't carry both. Like you should, I, I, I want, Yeah. you know, I want the input from people. Yeah. I want, I, I guess I'll, I'll be careful when I say this, but I mean, I, I, welcome the criticism as long as it's <laughs> actually constructive. Yeah. yeah. Um, which to be clear to people listening, like it is not always constructive. If you've spent any amount of time on the internet, you know how people are yeah. like, come on. Oof. it's yeah. That's yeah, not. It's not <laughs> <laughs> now is a good time. Did you
1: see um, Dirty Civilians post? I think it was yesterday, or it was it was sort of their in response to um, the school shooting. It wasn't actually a Dirty Civilian post. I'm wrong. Um, it was somebody else, but it was um, Derek, um, Steve, and then Josh and a bunch of other. I think uh, well, T Rex guys. Dudes. Well, yeah, but it, it was a bunch of like law enforcement dudes, and you know Derek. Derek has a bunch of deployment experience if you listen to their episode with him and then Steve's you know, obviously SWAT um, and they're doing like dry runs inside of what looks like a school it is a school yeah uh,
0: when I had Derek on he did share they they have a local school that yeah. lets them as prepared individuals and citizens like lets them it's train insanely
1: cool it's but um, an
0: opportunity that unfortunately most of us aren't afforded because
1: yeah. people are so people are so afraid that's firearms. huge too If that, imagine if that was the local school to you or if you worked closely say you were ever to god forbid have to respond to something yeah. in that place imagine if you already quote it like knew the map you know
0: well and that's an interesting thought too because like what you know we used to and I say we as like humans or Americans like yeah. years and decades and you know hundreds of years ago fire departments were entirely volunteer mm-hmm. they were not a dedicated it was just uh, a community force in the community so, like, it's an idea, but, like, why don't we have voluntary, like, QR... Now, I don't want to say QRF because it sounds so fucking... Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like... Uh, the Minutemen. <laughs> like a, like a, a response element yeah. around schools and things where people... I mean, and you put in... You can put in whatever kind of restrictions or requirements are necessary to that to that goal, that end goal, right? But like you see, you yeah, have has a shooting qual. You have to have a certain fitness standard. Yeah, but
1: the FBI shooting qual, like we were talking about. Oh yeah, it's almost the FBI qual.
0: Well, if it's that's
1: that's I, I do want to circle but, back just a little bit. The reason I brought up the that video of uh, the yeah. dudes from Dirty Civilian and uh, former T Rex guys, you saw um, Steve, uh, like all the I think what looked like to me was more uh, experienced law enforcement guys, and mm-hmm. then Josh was flowing with them, fluid like like beautiful, just looked fit right in, and he's just. A regular dude. Well, it's just you just got to learn. Yeah, that's that's my that's however my they point. do things. Because like, that should be the goal is for a regular dude to be able to just jump in and flow. Yeah, with each other, regular dudes. Like, and,
0: and it should. You're right. It yeah. should be the goal. We so here's something that I don't, I don't love mm-hmm. is that like, like the community looks at CQB because and it might be and this is not a dig at anybody. Let me be very clear when I say it, it's not a dig. But, like, you had the guys from... I think it was DJ from GBRS come yeah. out and talk about how dangerous it is to do CQB. Yeah. And it's not just the cool guy stuff. And it's like,
1: yeah, you know what? That's... Yeah, man. You know how many times I get blasted and ready or not as the number one man oh walking God, in? dude. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it is. It is
0: dangerous. However, it doesn't take away from the reality of that we live in structures. Yeah. We work in structures. Yeah. Uh, we live our lives. We interact our lives in structures. So, uh while I don't necessarily think that we need to do a hundred percent of all, it doesn't need to be only CQB training. Um, and certainly probably in civilian applications, maybe even there's a limitation yep. on how much you do, but there are a lot of people out there that will say there's no value in CQB. Right. CQB is just going to get you hurt. So you should go <clears throat> run and hide in the woods Yep. until unfortunately, and it's so shitty that you have to put this context out there. It's your kid in a school. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting out there watching and waiting to find out what the fuck's happening. And knowing that if you had just done a little bit more, if you had just learned those skills, or if you and your friends had just done those skills, you could be the difference maker. I don't think anybody wants that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't don't want that. Like, I don't want to go kill somebody. I don't want to have to face everything that comes with that. But certainly if you were to tell me that that or or three dead children. Yeah. Children. Not like... not that it's any better, but not like high school kids. No, babies. Like Small little kids. Kid. Like, that. that's... see the girl that pulled the fire alarm? I did. The post online. She's nine years old. Total yeah. badass.
1: Um, well, yeah, it's just... That just... And it hits it's different now that I have a kid. And yeah. I know you hear people say it all the time, but it just...
0: It hits different when you, your context change. Yeah. You know, it, it puts things in a different perspective. And so, I mean, to say, oh, well, you don't need CQB. Like, um... If, we, if what you mean when you say you don't need CQB is you shouldn't glamorize it, right. then I would say, to some extent, you're probably correct. Mm-hmm. I would, because I think that you need to pursue these things for the right reasons. Now, certainly, uh, the, the appeal, right, the the cool factor, the sex factor, or whatever, mm-hmm. that's what – I mean, come on. I mean, like, it's the
1: sexiest videos that you see. It's slow-mo, and yeah. they're all coming in. You get the three guys what, all up in the door at the same time, basically, and all simultaneously. all of that stuff
0: – the running and gunning videos right are yeah. what got us all interested yeah enough to take those steps yeah. right and to want to learn and to wa- and to want to learn how to do it right yeah w- or learn what not to do or realize like hey man um long-term camping and sustainment is really not my bag i'm gonna learn enough to be effective but it's really you know what i mean yes. like you just you learn you know where you fit in and where you want to fit in and and I think there's value in even that knowing where your limitations lie. I think is probably one of the most underrated pieces yep. of personal preparedness that people don't want to talk about. Yep. You know, um, but certainly I think there's value there when we talk about the CQB component being yep. able to work in a team environment. Whether and you, know, like you can even we can even take it out of that context, kind of because small unit tactics really are very closely related
1: to CQB tactics. It's one of but the battle, It's one of the battle drills is yeah. specifically enter and clear a building or a room.
0: Yeah. Um, but I mean, and for whatever reason, people look at that and go, Oh, well, cause it's outdoors. It's different. Mm-hmm. That one, that's, that's all of a sudden it's acceptable because it's outside and you can create more space and there's, there's less doorways and things. But I mean, like there's trees, like don't you, doesn't that, a, doesn't that create like a, a barrier? Don't you have to negotiate that line of sight? Right. The same way you, I mean, like there's there's a lot of uh, similarities there, and it lends itself back and forth. I think in a way that a lot of people
1: don't want to, you know. I like uh, that we were talk- so talking about basic training and thinking like bare minimums, getting you just spun up and yeah, not like getting knowledge and being able to flow in with dudes, whatever you're doing, getting in that stack. If you already have a group of guys that you have met through social media or whatever that you've found. A good, Even just a small team, three or four guys, um, yeah. there's so much you can do. And I think a good baseline is just, like, one through six of the battle drills in the Army mm-hmm. Infantry Handbook. 3-21.8. Um, even- um, looking at the battle drills, a lot of it's just fire and maneuver, and then there's different scenarios, like um, reacting to contact and breaking contact. CQB is part of it. Um, flanks, you know. Um, well i mean even just
0: just getting your group of guys together is a huge step yeah you know it's it's difficult yeah um for a lot of different reasons but you have to have that you have to have like that buy-in and commitment yeah and i think that's where i guess where a lot of a lot of this effort like for people like stalls and fails and maybe if you're early if you're if you're early enough on in the process for yourself, right, like yeah, man, like you see this, and you get this idea you and your buddies are all gonna do it, and then when it when it falls apart because they're not as dedicated as you, maybe that's when a lot of people look at this and go, eh. you know uh eh. yeah. i'll just I'll just shoot when it's fun and and that's okay, and you kind of let your buddies kind of drag you down a little bit because you had the idea and you want it to be that,
1: but it's. It's not. It, it is difficult. So yeah. uh, we want to get right together and start doing the cool stuff. Start shooting right away. I think you need to just have dinner a few times. Or, you like gotta meet, it's, meet each other. I mean, once it's you know a, it's, it's a safe build, enough, man. Yeah, it's just a little process of community. Like eventually meeting each other's families and wives, and going to dinner or going to church with them, whatever. That's where if you guys are close. That's where you start to build value. I yeah. think
0: is like developing the friendship piece of it, having the discussions, like, I mean, and, and yeah, I mean, it can be, like, gun-centric, like, I mean, mm-hmm. if it's a big enough point of...
1: We all got, we all found each other for that, you know. Yeah. We all have similar so interests, of course.
0: It's probably all gonna pull back to that at some point, but, I mean, like, you know, have outside interests, have outside, uh, you know, uh, common shared uh, interest, and, yeah. uh, and build and develop that, you know, and like you said, bring the families together, make, <laughs> that's... I mean, it's almost like on a spiritual level, like, maybe spiritual is the wrong word, but like, there's just, there's so much more to it than just getting together and pulling some triggers. Like, that's yeah. fun, but if you want this to be like a a long-term yep. uh, solution, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Relation. solutions. A long-term commitment or... Yeah, I mean, commitment, solution, uh, situation, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to, like, if you look at some of these people... Like, I do. I'll, I'll say, I, I don't have a problem saying that. Like I look at what the guys, like what Drew and Josh have done with their circle of friends with Steve and, and Derek and some of those guys and Charles and everything. Like, mm-hmm. And, yeah, and they all came together through a, a, a bit of a different means, you know, while they will work at the same place for a while and stuff like that. But those friendships don't last because they all have one common shared interest. It's mm-hmm. because they have many common shared interests. And, and skills. Their, and skills. and Yeah. And... And they're invested in each other's lives yep. and successes, you know, and certainly to a degree, each other's failures, because mm-hmm. that's, I, I feel like it's dis, disingenuous to say, you know, Hey man, I'm here to see you succeed. And then when you fail, well, we're just not going to talk about it because honestly, I, I think that that's almost more important in every context, mm-hmm. but it's part of the conversation. It's difficult, but I mean, so is making like really good friends. So everyone has like one best friend
1: mm-hmm.
0: or like three best friends or, or, or great friends or something. Like you don't have everybody I meet is my best friend. Right. Like, nah, cause they're not really, they don't really give a shit about you. (laughs) Like it's, (laughs) it's, it's, I mean, I'll say it. I don't care. Right. Yeah. But when we talk about training together with people, that's, if you're putting it in the reality of the things you're talking about doing, like kind of have to,
1: or you would want to, I would think. You build those. You need, yeah. It's a lot of trust. Even just getting on the flat range or some flat range with somebody, like there's there's trust there. Oh yeah, I mean, there's been times where I've gone to shoot with some friends, and I thought it would be like, yeah, we'll just train together. Um, No, I have to be the instructor to make sure everybody's safe. Not you guys, obviously. I'm not training. Yeah. No, no. When we all got together, it was it went really well. Yeah. but like, there's times where like, okay, I cannot stand next to this person and because they're not both safe. shoot at the same time. Like yeah. this dude almost just shot himself. Um, we're gonna. Well, yeah, I don't want to be shot by this guy.
0: When we all first got together, was the first thing we did was like just <clears> like <throat> a basic ready up drill. Let's like let's evaluate everybody's like safety yeah. and, and make sure nobody's like swinging yep. muzzles around here, flagging each other, uh, flagging himself. Yeah. Um,
1: it's like uh, that we talked gear too first. It's,
0: yeah, we did go through gear and everything. Like, so it was
1: if, you, like a, if just by looking at somebody's setup, I'm like, oh, here we go. Like he's going to...
0: Well, yeah. And that's, I mean, it, it's kind of unfortunate. Some people just don't know. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Like, I'm not mad about that. If you just, if you look like, let me say, okay, so this is something like I can go on for like ever about yeah, yeah. this because it, it pisses me off to no end. So you get together with dudes the first time you shoot and you train or you send somebody pictures, you know, like you get in a group chat and you're yeah. sending pictures of your gear. Yeah. It. Fucking infuriates me to no end. These guys that are like, you should sell everything you have there and buy something better. Yeah, it's like, okay, I want you to like, <laughs> which is like, almost what I said. It one like, of our guys in the chat. I mean, you did you did do that in once. a nicer way, uh, but like these guys that get mal- straight up like fucking malicious about it, and yeah, it's like, all right, you're so, not building up. Well, you're you're building this this group chat. For one example, right? Yeah. You're having this conversation with these guys and like you already don't know each other. Everyone's kind of feeling each other out to see like right. do we wanna like you know be bros, like we wanna hang out, do we potentially wanna to train together? Can be somebody that or can you be somebody I like I confide in? Yeah. Um we're you know, what I mean like you're 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 getting you're feeling out if you're gonna build that friendship as well as trying to take steps especially if you're somebody who just doesn't know what they don't know. And you're looking to these other individuals for support yeah. and access to information and for guidance on what you should do. And the first thing you do is like shit on this whole guy's life. Like yeah. he doesn't know any better. Maybe he has, maybe he, you know what? Maybe he's been through a ton of shit and he just doesn't have a ton of money. Right. And this is everything he could do. There's a lot of better ways to handle that and be like, Fuck your life, you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey man, um, I would really look at. I mean, there's just better ways to approach it. I hate that people shit on each other over material shit.
1: Now, if it's that's gonna get when you somebody, finally find some people that are, in, yeah, wanting to meet up and get together. That's already rare enough. Yeah, I look at a dude if he's got, say, all Condor gear, but it it looks like he. Put some thought into how he might be setting it up, or he watched a Grand Thumb video and saw mm-hmm. how he set up his pouches. Um, versus somebody who looks like they're trying to be in an episode of The Walking Dead and has like these weird, like you see the dudes on online sometimes. I've seen like, he, like the the airsoft suits that are like bicycle pad oh, material on your yeah, arms you or shoulder like pads, and, and Fett, you've got this yeah. big like Bowie knife on your plate carrier with a massive Punisher skull. That's sort of what I meant. More of like just seeing oh. at a glance, like, ooh, okay, here we go. Yeah, no. No, but you see a dude that's got like cheap gear, but yeah. looks like it's kind of for serious reasons. Like, yeah, there's totally it's a stab. Yeah, you know, I absolutely. Mean, like, I and then Condor, you can... I ran Condor mag pouches uh, through many live fire events, and they still are in one piece. Yeah, Condor stuff is Condor stuff is okay. I have seen them fall apart, but mine specifically through bounding in Washington sheet rock and desert and dirt and yeah, God, the rain. I dude, still, sure. I can't wait for warm rain this summer. It sounds so funny as of like hearing somebody from Michigan, but like <laughs> the rain in Washington is always like this bitter cold. Oh, really? So I remember coming here in the summer for block leave one year, and it rained. I was like, "Here we go!" I walked outside, and it's all humid and warm. I'm,
0: oh, it's so nice. I didn't. In, wow, like every time, all the time. Damn, because it
1: because it never really rains in the summer in Washington. You have like three months of. Beautiful climate, 70, 75 degrees, no humidity. And then nine months of bullshit. It's just cold the rest of the time, and then it rains all the time. So, so it'll stupid. be just cold enough to where it's not freezing, and it'll be raining. So it'll be like 35 degrees and raining.
0: That's stupid. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, the Condor stuff
0: will work, and it's it's tested. Like, it, it does hold up, like, most of the time. You'd be surprised
1: how many regular infantry guys run Condor stuff because it's what they sell in the shop at, at the PX. Yeah, because it's cheap and it. fits There's some fits kind of a the, contract there or something because you fits, get tons of Condor stuff in this uh, in this shop's on base.
0: Well, it fits. Uh, what do you call it? Like your compliance standards for like colors and everything. Yeah.
1: Yep. <laughs> all the so, multi cam OCP stuff.
0: Yeah. So that's and they know that it does too. So whatever they know that Condor has all of that. So they will just the order. Funny it.
1: thing is too, you're already high speed if you walked in with mag pouches on your plate carrier that matched your uniform because in Fort Lewis, all the infantry guys we were still getting issued the digi gray digital acu pattern seriously yeah which was a big slap in the face because when i was 17 is that an air force camo no no so if you think uh the acu camo was the older army one i mean throughout almost all of the afghanistan footage you'll see it's just that digital pattern but it's that gray and white yeah kind of thing the air force did it sort of but it was like a tiger stripe kind of thing being gray like okay. that. Anyways, I, at 17, I thought about joining the army, but they were still wearing that crap. And I was like, I will I not like, I'm be not caught wearing that. And then they switched to, you know, multi-cam OCP. I was like, it's time. It's time. <laughs> so stupid. Kind of true, but, you know.
0: But I mean, yeah. I mean, so I, let's. I, I just realized you have a Punisher
1: skull on your wall. I do. And I was I, just talking I, shit about Punisher skulls. Well, here's the thing. I love the Punisher. It's I love the Punisher
0: before I knew that the name, like I was into the yeah, Punisher yeah. as a cartoon character on Spider-Man right on. and as a comic book character prior to that, uh, well before the war on terror made the Punisher skull super awesome. And then yeah. immediately ultra cringe.
1: Um, yeah, like it's one of the, it's a shame cause it is badass. It really is. It is. Uh, it's, um, I love the but John, I mean, John Berthal Punisher too is incredible. Oh, yeah. I'm They're They're
0: getting ready to re-release. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Yep. Um, but, I mean, so that's the kind of stuff I would, like, look at somebody and be like, hey, man, you should probably lose the patch <laughs> yeah. until you're actually a SEAL or something. Like,
1: Well, yeah, it just doesn't look... It, it, it don't look good in court, man. You see all these things no. anodized on rifles. I remember there was a cop that had a shooting once, and his dust cover said, you're fucked. Uh, yep,
0: I was going to say, that's, I know exactly the one you're and talking he, about. Yeah. Like,
1: I don't know what happened to him. I think it, was, it recently the story came back because he wasn't really uh, reprimanded. I don't remember. It was a bad shoot. It's a really bad shoot. It's... it's a, those are the kind of things, like... Just, like, getting anodized parts for, like, your
0: handgun. Because I, de- I definitely did, like, with my M&P oh, I'm shield. I'm guilty. I had
1: Timber Creek Rails on my uh,
0: second AR I built. Oh, no. I had, uh, this is a Gen 1 M&P shield with, like, bright blue anodized metal mag release. Hell, yeah. Uh, the the backplate on the slide was anodized blue. why? And then... <laughs> why uh, do
1: people change their backplates?
0: Uh, the mag extension... <laughs> uh, mag extensions that were that like blue yep. all from like hive technologies. And I was like, this is, yeah, so this badass, is sick.
1: Man. This is so badass, man.
0: <laughs> it's not, it was just the only upgrades I knew how to do to the gun myself. Yeah. Cause I could watch a four minute YouTube video and like, and, and do it. So I was like, yeah. Oh, it's not too bad. And it didn't mess with the internals. So I was like, fuck it. Why not? But that's yep. the kind of stuff like that, that is where I would, I would pull somebody aside,
1: you know, yeah. and be
0: like, Hey man, um, a little spray paint would help. You're you're
1: all nuts and bolts here, bro. We need to we need to straighten you out a little bit. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong. Like if you people like to just shit on that kind of stuff right away. Like if you have the money and you want to make a fun range gun, that's cool. But we're in the time right now, I think, where
0: that's kind of past. Yeah, yeah that like wasn't like that. At least for me, phase. unless
1: you really got the money, like yeah. you're. We're getting stuff that is necessity and has to have a purpose. Like everything on my rifles has to have a purpose, you know, well, i for saying that hundreds of people have said that like, but um, th-
0: otherwise that's money. You could have been spending somewhere animals or food, anything. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'll say it entertainment. Yeah. Go down and do something nice for your wife that yeah. lets
1: you get away with spending all this fucking money yeah. on, you know, I wanted to buy a law folder recently. Yeah. And I was planning like, okay, this weekend we'll do it. Like, I think I'll just splurge a little bit, new paycheck and my wife and i have not been out in months i mean we had a baby last june and he's he's 9 months old now and um it wasn't even it wasn't even like the parents took the baby like we just went out on a friday night and had the baby with us and it was nice i think we went to the mall oh god <laughs> real quick. the mall yeah i went to the mall real quick i i wanted to get i, I so i just built a 300 blackout and i'm i was going to zero it so i paid shamefully like twice as much in store for 300 blackout ammo, probably 2020 prices for 300 blackout Damn instead dude. of buying them online, just cause I wanted to get two boxes to zero my, my new build anyways. So we, but we went out to eat and I, I spent about as like, she, I we took her shopping. She got a, some clothes and yeah, yeah. Uh, we just spent time together and then had dinner. It's just out. worth it sometimes, man. Like that's a lot money that I can spend later on. That's you know? what,
0: that's what absolutely in some instances, and I, and I'll be the first one to look at guys and they're like, Hey, man, I bought this new backpack. Yeah. Or, hey, man, I bought this new rifle scope. And, like, I'll be the first one to look at some dudes and be like, you know, that was, that could have been money for Night Vision. That could have <clears throat> been, that could have been your Raptor charging handle you really wanted. Or that could have gotten you, like, a, a a better, like, an EOTech, you know, yeah. or, or, like, whatever part you've kind of been, like, questing after yeah. or, or, like, you wanted to buy plates or something, right? Like, I'll be the first one to say it, but at the end one. of the day, like it's your money. Yeah. You got to spend it how you want to spend it for you. I mean, like we all, we all work hard. For, well, okay. Most of us work hard for I'd our say everybody
1: in our group chat and who we talk to, like uh, yeah, I mean, in our people, friend circle, yeah, but I, all... I know
0: there are people out there that live off the system still. Yeah, for sure. And
1: that's mostly who I'm giving the finger to right yeah. now. But,
0: um, I mean, your happiness is important. Just understand that like everything has a, a, a balance to it, you know? So, Um, understand that you're probably not doing very well by your marriage. If every penny that you have that is not like essentially allocated towards like heat, water, mortgage, whatever car payment, maybe if every cent is going to go into buying, you know, like quad tube night vision, because you have to have it when you LARP with your fucking friends, like, Mm -hmm understand that your wife at some point is probably going to see that and then probably going to go divorce you for dropping, you know, 40 K on something when you guys haven't had a, a fucking vacation together in three years yep. uh, and things around the house are falling apart. Yep.
1: You know, that, it's, that recent, I think it was last weekend. It wasn't even crazy. Like just, just last weekend going out with my wife had me take a step back. Cause I've been like, we're doing fine financially. Like my new job is great. Like the transition for military has actually been. Decent. Pretty much exactly what I was hoping, which thank God, because there's so many horror stories of dudes getting out and it just all falls apart. Um, but it kind of forced me to take a step back and be like, okay, I've got, I'm pretty much set on what I've got. Like yeah. everything going forward, besides I don't have a suppressor, like that's something, you know. I was
0: going to say, you do, you do need that. Yeah. It's kind of
1: but, awesome. Like, these little things. I love mine. You know, changing a red dot for another red dot, you know, like in the grand scheme of things. It's probably not the
0: most essential decision. Exactly.
1: Especially when I haven't been out with my wife in six months. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean that that's what kind of made that switch go off where I was like, ah. You know. Well, and it does kinda
0: I think you start to see more and more guys in this uh industry, especially the guys who are like some very prominent people, some very prominent instructors, not like name drop or anything, but there's some people like and you find out like a lot of these guys have been divorced.
1: Yeah. And some, oh, it's and, huge and, in the military.
0: Well, I was going to say, some of it was in the military, and certainly that's not what I'm talking about. But, like, I know there are guys that made it married through the military, and because they went from one extreme to the next extreme to the next extreme and never <clears> stopped <throat> to appreciate, what are you fighting for? Yeah. You know, what are you working for? Like, yes, you have your own goals and everything, but if it's not to, like, uh, better yourself and your family and protect them and do better for them, I... This is me, but I question what goes through your head. Yeah. Where are your priorities really at? I mean, and if it's you, then you know what? Stop listening to this podcast right now and go file for divorce and do that woman a favor. Because or go sit on the couch with your wife and ask how she how
1: her day was. Yeah.
0: And yeah. then do what the rest of us do and tune it out. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't cost you anything. You just sit there and you smile and nod. It's fine. <laughs> I'm totally, jo- I'm, I'm halfway joking. My wife knows that I, I, I do tune her out sometimes and it is something I'm actively aware of. And I, I don't even know, I'm like realize I'm doing it anymore. And then come to find out my dad told me, he's like, oh yeah, I've been doing that for like 20 years. So I'm like, <laughs> ah, I'm learning the ways of the master. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I mean, but really like this stuff is all well and good, but like I, perspective, man, like there's so much more out there.
1: I wish I, would, when I started out, obviously it was a different time. Like the industry and the culture is so different now. I mean, I still wanted to just get this gun and that gun and that gun. Like I wish at the time and now going forward with guys that I'm kind of mentoring and helping out, like yeah. just get a quality rifle with a good attachments, a white light, can't afford night vision yet. Cool. Get a chest rig, support that load. Maybe we'll talk about sustainment stuff later on, but like, I think of the Patriot movie where he goes and just grabs his infantry kit from when he was, you oh, was like satchel. It's like tomahawk. the best scene ever. Like he runs into his burning house, grabs his gear or John Wick, you know, getting all of his stuff yep. out of his basement. Like, do you, you have that stuff that is your essential and then train with your dudes or go yeah. just get ammo and train? Like, yeah, that would have saved have to me be... so much money, especially if I would have just got a nice, nice rifle and attachments and whatever. Like, actually, I've sold quite a few things in the last year now that this movement has opened my eyes of dudes saying like, Hey, what if these rifles you have, what if each of them have two different things and have certain purposes? Because I had four or five, five, six guns sitting in my gun safe yeah, and I would shoot one of them. Well, train with one of them. And then the rest all did the same thing. Well, and for the and, lack of a better that's term.
0: okay. If there's nothing wrong with it, right? But, no, but I mean like, like for me, I have four or five, five, six guns, but yeah. half of them aren't mine. They're yeah. my wife's. So she has those builds. And like, if you were to ask me, like, Am I looking to buy a new gun? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm what, done. I'm like, done. Maybe like a Glock 45 or something. Like I might get a new handgun or something because, yeah. you know, my nine, but my 19s, it's a Gen 4. It's absolutely fine. Yeah. Round count is relatively low because it just is. Like, I haven't, like, it's not like I, I don't feed 10,000 rounds to that thing a year. Yeah. Um, like, what am I spending my money on? Well, honestly, right now I'm pouring more money into my basement remodel than probably anything else. You know, uh, I did over the winter. Yeah. I got, I got a PBS 14. Um, I got a D ball. The only other large purchase I could probably see myself making in the relatively near future is probably a laser for my second rifle. So both of them are set up. Um, maybe,
1: maybe, yeah,
0: Yeah, it doesn't, that's not a guaranteed thing. I mean, like you know, zeroing a laser is actually easier than a lot of people make it out to be. I could just pop the A3 off and
1: buy a laser with a visible laser and IR slaved laser. Yes, it is public service. I announcement. heard people. I heard people talk about it, and I was like, "That's okay." I. Oh my god, it's so much easier just to do it during the day. And then you have an, another aiming backup point. Technically, yeah. You a could, backup if you site had or absolutely had to, you know, um, that's <clears> a cool <throat> thing if you want redundancy there. Take because you.
0: you run a hollow sun, right?
1: Yeah. So I was going to say, like. I'm liking it so far. I'm going to really run it hard this summer once it gets more, you know, when we I mean, start training shooting, at night.
0: It was like a picture on like like one of the pieces of cardboard or something. You were like hip firing just trying to use the laser. Yeah, d- yeah. during
1: the day. Just like, hey, is this thing still zeroed from the last time I shot it? And then he had that little steel plate too. hanging, oh, yeah. Those little tiny ones. Love and I sure was at like 15, 20 yards or something. Yeah. Um, so, but if I ever was to get another laser I would just throw the hollow sun on my my other rifle, my more mm-hmm. general purpose rifle.
0: Actually, uh, I have it actually on, on relatively good authority too. Like the hollow sun stuff is actually probably the best civilian. I like it. bang for buck offering out there, and a lot of guys will like, oh, well, fuck China, and yeah. I get it. But you could you could go with the hollow sun, or you could spend double the money and get a D ball that might get a prolapsed plug yeah. and have like Dude, super I've heard quality so control many issues.
1: Terrible things about Steiner. And then they just hate their customers. (laughs) Like it's all it's all contracts for them. I've heard, Um, just with customer support from Hop and some of the guys, I've heard is just a nightmare. Yeah, getting um, stuff fixed.
0: Um, And a lot of guys will go. Well, I'll just buy a used power or a full power used PEC fifteen. I'm like, dude, I don't have thirty five hundred. Right on,
1: dude. I mean, two grand for a really salty one that looks like it's been run over because it probably has. Yeah, probably. Um, Or for dudes that are still
0: thirty five hundred dollars on a mall. Yeah.
1: I Which don't know if you said this in your episode about starting your kit, but for dudes that are still building their setups, dude, tax swap is insane. It can be. I've had so many great experiences. I got the hollow sun for 400 bucks on there Yeah, and it's um, hardly, it was hardly used. I just got I would, an RMR.
0: What if I were tell you I could give you a website that could, you could get like the the good one with the illuminator and everything. Yeah. Brand new for like 650.
1: That's that's really good too. Yeah.
0: What, what website is that? Reddit? You don't need to worry about it. It's fine. Is it legal? Oh, it is. It is. No, it's. Uh, I'll tell. I'll tell the listeners. I don't, I don't mind throwing these guys a little business. Uh I think I'm pretty sure it's uh, Gunin Gear.
1: Oh yeah, they always have
0: super good prices on that stuff. Yeah, I looked um, through them. That's who I. That's almost who I went. I almost through. went
1: them with my feet for my PBS 14. Oh really? Yeah, I was. It was them or Steel. I yeah. forget who. I think it might have been Controlled Pairs went through Gunin. Or something. I forget. I don't yeah. want to put
0: words in they got mouths, a good. But. They have a pretty good rep in the industry. They're one yeah. of the ones that I hear mentioned a lot. So,
1: you know, people looking for... I've heard great vision. customer support from them, too. Like, if yeah. you just email them with questions, they'll just boom, boom, give you... You have to. Help you out. You yeah. kind of have to. I mean, like... Especially it, in that industry.
0: Well, yeah. And with the, with the amount of money that you're dropping in a single transaction, it's yeah. not like, hey, I'm building a rifle, and then I'm going to order an optic, and then I'm going to order a light, yeah. and then I'm going to get a suppressor. Like, no, you're buying the whole fucking thing at once. It's yeah. not like... I mean, unless you're somebody who knows how to build night vision tubes and have the equipment, thanks. that's not me.
1: I went on Steel's live chat just to help. (laughs) The guy could help me do a wire transfer with my bank account because I was so, like, forgot what to do with my hands because I was so excited about finally buying it. The dude was like, he must have thought, like, this dude's so stupid. Like, come on now. Did he help you with it? Yeah. That's cool. He was was great. He was like, yep, this is the bank account. you use. I just kept, like, everything in the email made sense, but I literally was just like, is this the right account I'm sending it to? Oh, see, I I
0: paid the the transaction fee. I dropped the extra, like seventy bucks. I just because I when I ordered it was like twelve thirty in the morning. Yeah, on Black Friday, like after yeah. Thanksgiving, and I was like, if I if I wait, I won't do it. Yeah, like I'm just like that. I want to say frugal, but like I was like, I just, I'm gonna do it. Like I've saved up, I've worked hard, I have the money. It's not gonna put us in a position. It's gonna hurt us. But I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking yeah. do it. And if I don't do it now, I won't do it. So. We're doing this shit. Let's yeah. go. Credit
1: card. Here we go. Yep. I didn't realize that the the hand selecting is free in your cart. You can yeah. just choose them to hand select. Yep. I remember seeing the option, but I didn't really think much of it. Also, I kind of went through all the pictures and oh, picked I the one that I wanted. So I just went with that. When did
0: you When did you get yours? When? Yeah. Approximately uh, January. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I got mine for their Black Friday sale.
1: Yeah. So like, I
0: would go find one that I was like. Oh, I'm sure that was you were probably sweating trying to. Get it in time to
1: get in your cart, so to well, get. Well, when
0: I well actually, well, because they announced the sale that week, so it actually wasn't terrible. And here's the thing: like, yeah, some of the really good ones do disappear pretty mm-hmm. quickly. Um, I still got a, I, I still got a damn good tube uh, for the money and everything. Um, but I was doing it at such an early hour of the morning, like I really wasn't running into too terrible of an issue with like yep. I got it. This is the one I want. <laughs> Shit sold out. Like I didn't, I didn't run into that. But uh, I've had Duncan from Steel on before, and he told me like guys will sit there and they they find the tube they want and they sit there and they putz around and they they chat with the agent and then the service rep, whatever through their chat function, like, all right, cool. 40 minutes later, I'm ready to go. I got all my my questions answered and stuff. And they go to add it to the cart and it's gone.
1: Yeah, it's like, dude, you got to just. I would just next time if I would tell somebody, just click the hand select button. I'm sure the people are way more competent at looking through tubes than you are basing on a picture and mm-hmm. what you think the best specs might be. Well, or just, Even Duncan, I think, said, like, based on the specs, sometimes just looking through it, you can find some that look even better. Yeah, even the if they have, like, say. a couple blems in them or something. Because yeah. like, there were some that had several blems, and I was like, I I, I know I don't want that. Mine has a blem. Right. But it's I it. think mine t- does have tiny, tiny ones. I looked at them while I was staring in the snow. So it's literally the equivalent of looking at a white wall. Like, guys, Super if you're detailed. stressing out about blems, let me tell you from the bottom of the barrel grunt, <laughs> Yeah, the amount of blems Army that I surplus, saw. Yeah. yeah, like zone one, huge blems, it's not really a big deal. You're not looking at the blem when you're actually looking through the tube. It's just like if you have a speck on your glasses and I'm looking across the room at you, I'm yeah. not thinking about that speck. It's I mean, not I just huge deal I unless you're it. really trying to passively aim and you got to really, well, see I didn't want it because I was spending all that money. I was like, I want to get as good right. a one as I can. Of course, yeah. So my,
0: my blem is at like the very, very edge yeah. of the, like you, you,
1: if I were to have you look through it, you probably wouldn't even be able yeah. to see it until I told you where it was. I know part of steel's QC process too, is that they'll send tubes back if they have yeah. blems of a certain <clears throat> size that are too big. I don't know yeah. what that really is or what it might look like, but that's kind of cool to know. Yeah, and that's regardless I'm, of which one you pick. you're I'm gonna super get one
0: excited for that. Like, I don't want to say it's an evolution, but like that part of us all getting together and training, um, mm-hmm. getting into the night vision component, or even just the white light training. I, I think s- to this I day, think I've
1: still never shot
0: live fire under white light. I think white light is neither have I, but I think white light is tremendously underrated for its effectiveness. Yeah, given that what
1: we're going to be, it's what I'm going to be doing in my house if something yeah. ever
0: happens. You you don't most people. I mean, realistically, most people cannot afford right now, right? The barrier to entry for night vision. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people can, but most can't. Almost everyone can afford a Streamlight TLR7 or TLR1 and can be effective with that. Yep. Whether it's on a long gun or a handgun. And if you can train to that, to those uh, <coughs> manual of arms, right? Yeah. Um With the white light discipline and everything. Day, and you can dry practice it. Yep. You can work on it in your own home. You can maybe get to a range that lets you turn off the lights. I don't know. Or go yeah. to a buddy's place and
1: just wait till it's dusk or something and start. If he's cool enough with his neighbors, you know? Yeah. If he's cool with his neighbors. Hey, we're not in a gunfight at midnight here. It's just a, uh,
0: yeah. But it's, it, you can, I mean, don't undervalue the white light piece. I know. A lot of guys are like, I mean, it's, it's becoming vogue to talk about how a white is. light is the first upgrade you should get. Oh yeah.
1: And I actually disagree. <laughs> Um, I mean, I you will, want to be able to aim your gun and hold it to you. Right? I was
0: actually going to say sling. Yeah, I was going to say a sling. I mean,
1: most guns come with iron sights. Actually, I mean, a lot of guns don't now because the front sight post thing is kind of going the way of the dodo. Yeah. Um, but that's why you obviously should, that's, uh, you need to an aim argument the thing. for getting an M and P Sport Two as your first rifle. Hell yeah, man! I think it came with an M-Bus rear it sight. Did. Yeah, yeah, it did. So um, those first two, I mean, an optic, especially an iron, iron sights, really aren't too bad. Um, and then a sling, I mean, a really good quality sling. The, the slick Haley strategic sling is like 30 bucks. Really? Yeah. That's oh. one of the I first,
0: like, I like the Pharaoh slickster. That's what I run on all my
1: stuff. Yeah. I've seen really good things about those too. Um, I run T-Rex slings on, I had two, I just sold one when I sold my MP. Um, what do I, have? I know the designer, it's pretty good stuff. Yeah, dude. I'm really? excited. He said he's got another one coming out, right? I um, maybe, I don't know. I want to see it. I'll have to check with him on that actually. Um, I feel like I remember him saying something. I, I, I don't know. Um, and then I have an old Viking a V-Tax. The, the, V-tax, the sling. V-Tax sling. One where, like, you tighten it, but then that all that strap kind of dangles. Yeah. But it, the padding's nice. It's really comfy for patrolling. It's what I, I actually stole it off of an M4 in the arms room. Somebody left it on that left the unit or something.
0: Are you sure you want to disclose
1: that over and over? I don't mic? care, dude. <laughs> 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 um, but, yeah, it's it's super comfy. I, I have, like, this emotional attachment to it a little bit. Like, yeah, I yeah. used it through some pretty uh, – treacherous times and uh it's it's had it's not even freight or anything That thing is super sturdy no so. that's
0: dude and that that was you know uh part of my last episode in discussion I was like dude just i know buy once cry once is is annoying to hear yeah from the perspective of i want to have good shit now but like yeah. you just kind of sound like a douche it's an investment it. in your future man like i've been running some of these slick uh, sl- slingsters that i have
1: yeah five six years dude my aws belt will probably outlive me that thing is like <laughs> Yeah, freaky. How, how some of that stuff, that it's is. just
0: it's made really well, and yeah, you pay for the quality. That's why everyone like, I'll I'll agree. I'll admit it. Like, <clears throat> I bitch about the cost of some nylon gear, like some of the stuff that Spiritus sells. Yeah, but like when you think about it, it's American made, yep. which is cool, right? The materials are huge, and the materials are good, and the quality is there. So like, you're not gonna be replacing this in two years, yeah. or possibly even five years. Like, it's gonna last. And when you really put it in that context, understanding, if you still have an issue with it, maybe you need to reevaluate a little bit, yep. you know, I mean, do you really need it? Or maybe you should look at, okay, there are alternatives out there that are make me happier for that price. Or, I mean, I don't, I don't have to tell you really, honestly, like when I start looking now that I know what I know, when I start looking at prices and stuff, I, it's an easier pill to swallow, yeah. especially after like
1: spirit is nice. Cause you can piece it together too. Yeah. It's all, all a cart. Yeah. I personally would like usually just get it, you know. But you can one piece you at a can, time build but it. But I, I would I would
0: prefer to just buy it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's why I like uh, like the MSP from RDR Gear. That's like my my go to placard because it it comes with the Velcro flaps for the two front pockets, and it comes with a five five six insert, and it comes with a double mm. pistol insert. Yep. And yep. it comes with the clips, so you are good to go. Yep. But um, so I know, dude, we as we touched on, we like got all we bounced over the around place. a bunch of different places. Yeah. Um, but this has been, this has been cool. I'm excited that this is going to be a more regular part of what's going on here. Yeah. Obviously as we get the opportunity to like dig into things, um, different topics and probably even rehash some stuff that I've addressed on my own, mm-hmm. uh, for your perspective. So it opens a lot of doors and, um, like I said, I mean, it's a, it's a, a future step for what, you know, prepared mindsets doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's gonna be good, man. I'm excited and uh, looking forward to the future here. Oh yeah, man. Me too. Thanks again for having me on. Oh yeah, man. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but uh, thank you guys all for listening. Uh, that that's all for for this week's episode. Um, definitely have the next uh, couple weeks here lined up with some pretty cool, uh, some pretty cool guests, and uh, including one format that I've never tried before. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but until then, you guys get out there, hit the range. Like we always say here, work hard, train smarter, and be prepared.